Listening to a Talking Spirit anime cast. My name is Andrew, and I am joined here with Yuki, apparently, because she decided to shake right when I'm talking, and Chris. Yo! <laughs> You're listening to a Talking Spirit anime cast. This is our discussional podcast episode where we talk about the news that seems important to us, dive into our community, answer some great questions from our community members, and then say goodbye. So, how was the last two weeks? I think it was last. No, three weeks. It's been three weeks since our discussional. I don't know because we had a we we had unfortunately a week off because your schedule was moving around. I didn't really want to. I didn't want to put Chris in a bad position when he's he was basically working the entire week that week. <laughs> and additionally, just about two weeks in a row almost. Yeah. I think I had two days off in the last three weeks. Yeah, but now he's got uh, Sundays and Mondays off, so mm-hmm. now we're shifting our recording day. So probably posting on Tuesdays from now on, but. We'll see. We'll see how that that turns out. But and then I have to move my streaming schedule around. Everything's changing. That's fine. Is everything's good? Everything's daijobu, as they as they mean. But like, luckily, it's between two. Pretty much between the two seasons. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Even that's though it's crazy, thing. the last couple of weeks, just desperately trying to keep uh, catch up on the shows that I let fall behind and and get um, get going. I have not been able to stream because of that. It looks as if we're going to get, at least for quite a few of the days of the week, a week off. <laughs> it seems like everything's kind of ending within this next week. And then there's some stragglers. Like, half the shows are kind of straggling into the next... But, so we're going to basically get about a half a week off, or a half half of the season of shows off for a week. So we'll only have, like, 15 or 20 shows to watch over a week span. And then, because and, everything's, like, starting in about a week and a half right now. Like, beginning of J- July, basically. So, um, and there's quite a few shows already ending at this point, And lots ending this, this coming week, or this, this week now. But, yeah, it's it, it's been crazy. But I think I'm doing good. <laughs> I think I'm doing good. I think I'm having too much of a problem keeping up, but I'm, I, I think I'm doing pretty okay. I'm I've got I, I'm still lacking two or three shows. I want to say um, I'm I'm working on Comey right now, I'm trying to get um, 
after that, I was trying to get something else. But yeah, I, I've, I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to be okay. I don't know about Q. I, I want to get Q. I really badly want to get Q, but I don't yeah. think it's going to happen. That's, yeah, that's it, one of those unfortunate drop-offs for a two-core. Like, there's... I have to stay on top of a two core, otherwise it, it's I'm never gonna get back to it. Mm-hmm. it, it those two core shows, it, it always sucks because whenever we start the next season up, it just gets lost, and then we never go back because it's like, oh well, now I'm now I'm like <laughs> seven episodes behind. It's not gonna happen, but it is it is unfortunately what it is. But uh, other than that, we we had uh, the not E3, thank goodness, because we don't like E3 anymore, <laughs> but. Um, pretty cool stuff came out of it. Well, I, honestly, I think just the the Dead Space looking game. We had um, Resident Evil Four was shown off the remake, and some DLC for Seven of Resident Evil, and then of course we had Final Fantasy Seven Remake Part Two was shown off, which I'm like, that's like the big thing. That's like of everything, yeah. But that one was like big hype, super big hype. So yeah. I'm I'm super happy about that. And then they're of course remaking. Um, the crisis core despite the fact that everybody claimed that was not going to happen because of gagged <laughs> it does money people <laughs> every time i hear people say that kind of stuff it's like um but money in the end but money and that's a crucial part of the story so unless they completely rewrote it without the gacked character in it um it's going to happen <laughs> so that that i'm i don't know if i want to play that again i might but i'm not like super into it now the, the unfortunate thing about uh, seven remake is that it's ps5 only right now so it's like ugh, ugh. seven remake two. Oh, okay yeah, yeah i've got seven uh, remake I was is gonna... like on xbox ps4 ps5 pc now yeah that, that's on plenty of platforms. i went ahead and, and bought it on uh on pc so i'm i'm debating the idea because i i, I really was planning on finishing uh 13 but um, I, I'm very, very tempted to see if everybody really want, would be more interested in watching me do the remake than, because I have not played it yet and I really do want to play it. You can either start it right now or jump into it when two's coming out. But then again, you're not going to be able to play two. So <laughs> does it matter? Yeah. That's just where the hype is. That's where people are going to be wanting to watch it, I think. But yeah, I, I really do hope the PC port doesn't take too long. Otherwise, it's like, oh, I'm really tempted just to buy a stupid PS5 because I'm really sick of Sony putting stuff exclusively on there when they know they can't supply the masses with them. I mean, it's getting it's getting better, question mark, but not, not quite there. And I just don't think most people want to spend money right now on a console. Right. So, PC would be nice. Please keep putting. I mean, stop this whole thing where you wait five years before you put on PC. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely. The the stupid thing is, is I'm going to up to upgrade my computer before I buy a, a console, except for Switch. Maybe I if if they were to randomly the, decide to announce a Switch too, then yeah, but I'd probably do that. And that's the problem with buying the PS5. Is like we're we're like how many years into the PS5 and there's not that many like exclusive games on there that I care about. Like yeah, I want to play through Demon Souls the remake. I want to. I want to play all these games on the console, but it's like for like exclusive on there. There's only there's only going to be P- that uh, remake two and Demon Souls. That's the only two games that's on there that's not elsewhere. And it's like I don't want to invest in that just for two games. <laughs> that's the thing is investing for two games. Um, I, I'll probably just wait until that thing releases a second edition slim. You know, hopefully a hundred bucks off it or something like that. But I doubt that's going to happen anytime soon. But it's rough. It's super rough. And they're talking about doing a Nintendo Direct, but I haven't seen anything on it yet, unfortunately. 
That new, yeah, I was that, new ask Crisis they... Core, that new Crisis Core game is going to be on there. That's cool. I was I was kind of like, whoa, that's actually happening. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, I, not, nothing really too huge. The MiHoYo showed off their, or sorry, Hololabs showed off their uh, their game again. They showed off another game too here recently, didn't they? So now they have like two games in development alongside like Honkai and and uh, Genshin. So it's like. I, I really worry about that game. I really worry about Genshin Impact right now. The Honkai Rail system, whatever the heck it was called. Was it Honkai Rail the system? Yeah, it was It was the Honkai, but then it was something having to do yeah, with Yeah, it was trains. something to do with that, yeah. And yeah, I know that that was in development, um, but I thought they kind of released it. Did they announce another one? It looked like Honkai characters. I don't know if it was... I don't think it was the original Honkai Impact, but I know it was Honkai characters. Yeah, it was it, it it well, yeah, the the feel of it looks a lot like Honkai, but yeah, it was I I wish it was more of a a, a strategy um characters moving around on a board type thing. Oh, oh, I got you. I got you. Kind of like the the Mario Rabbids thing. Yeah. Yeah. The what did it was the other game that that was based off of, I can't remember it, but yeah, that was, that was about it. I, I think there's probably a couple other things that I don't remember, but it, it it was all games, and that's all I can ask for in a not E3. <laughs> they were talking about E3 coming next back next year, but I'm like, no. Um, he, he pretty much already said that they're going to have summer games again next year, so I'm like, yeah, I don't think that we're going to have E3. Like, he's taking over the show. Like, <laughs> if he says that he's coming back next year, that means E3 is probably not going to have enough interest. They're probably all the all the people that are investing in E3 is probably going to shift over to him. So, but we'll see. We'll see. It was it was nice having just games and not politics for a for a change for for uh, E3. So, yeah. Other than that, um, we've been playing Minecraft. That's been a lot of fun. I, I think since we did our last discussional, I wasn't into it yet. And then right. since then, I've built a house on a hill, a huge castle, and then gearing up for our dragon slaying which will be Today? as a recording of this basically yeah yesterday. you guys are gonna yeah. <laughs> i'll now i'd be announcing it on twitter and stuff like that so if you're if you're like crap i missed it because i'm hearing about it now you're like well then you're not following me on twitter and you're not in our discord um you, sh- you should be in the discord but um because that's how you can join the minecraft server is by joining our discord and getting in with the community and uh and meeting people so that we can trust you that you don't go over and destroy andrew's castle exactly now, anyways <laughs> that's, that's fun uh haven't really been playing genshin early at all i went in there and tried to i think shoot the i think the event's over and i was i was doing the stupid story just to get the event done um i bought the crown so I, i'm not too concerned about missing the rest of it but oh you should have told me there was a crown yeah the story Dad, stuff is it. the story stuff is killer i i swear like i i'm gonna keep ranting about this but i was literally working on videos while Genshin was on my my other screen, and I'm just literally spamming the X button. And at some point, I realized that it had, like, almost easily probably 20 minutes passed, maybe 30 minutes. It was probably a good 45-minute cutscene if you're not a fast reader. It's like, this stuff has got to stop. Like, Mihoyo, Hoyo Labs, stop. <laughs> like, your, your cutscenes are too stupid long. I mean, we're talking... I was joking the other day to Chris about the fact that we're, we're on the levels of, like... Xeno, uh, Xeno Saga um, slash Star Ocean, like that that level of hour long cutscenes. It's just, and it's an event, <laughs> a stupid event. I mean, one of the scenes looked kind of funny because they had this whole thing where this door was opening and they go in there and it shows something and 
it was kind of funny seeing that whole play out, but jeez, I, I just, I can't anymore. Like I, it's no longer a fun game to throw on, do something and then turn off. Like it's, I don't even know how this is a mobile game. Like you, you have to go through five batteries to get through a cutscene. I don't understand how these they expect this to be a quote unquote mobile game. That's supposed to be their primary market. I, I I'm curious how they what they think of it in like China and stuff like that on the subways and stuff. It's just bizarre. yeah, half of your half of your allotted playtime is taken by a cutscene. And yet you have to. <laughs> and if you if your train travel's done, you turn it off and you turn it back on. You're going to have to restart the cutscene. That's the problem. You have to watch the whole thing. Otherwise, you have to start over. It just it doesn't make any sense to me. It's just bizarre. Anyways, I'm done ranting. Uh, done talking about Genshin. We should probably get in the news. I, I don't think there's really anything else outside of that. So, oh, I've been playing uh, Fate Go, but that's just really to grind to prepare for Castoria. So that's about all that's there. Hunting event. But yeah, uh, the news that should be important to you because it's important to us, it's important to you. Tons of stuff has happened over the last three weeks, and they, quite a few things are absolutely insane. So if you've not already, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Spirit. I make sure to I pretty quickly get videos up if there's any big news out there. So most of the stuff has been covered, but this is where you get Chris's perspective, and we talk it out. So it's a lot more fun than just me ranting off what happened. Um, so, yeah, the first one, a few, first few are in videos, so you get exclusives here. Exclusives. I had to do that stuff for the, for the E3 stuff, because they wouldn't have, like, voiceover. Exclusive. Um, G-Kids has announced that they have acquired North American theatrical and home video rights for Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.01 film. Poor Funimation. Just... <laughs> Everything I every time I think about 3.0, I immediately think about how Funimation screwed up 2. Point, uh, the the second one, I think it was 2.0, but um, it was probably 2.0 plus one or something. I don't know. But anyways, uh, the the G Kids plans on screening the film in theaters in late 2022, and apparently their home video date is going to be revealed at a later date. But yeah, of course, the actual initial release of this was on Amazon. I think you could still actually technically stream it there. Um, G Kids just got the physical and theatrical uh, rights, whereas I think Amazon still has the streaming rights. But um, interesting that G Kids got it, and <laughs> not fun to make. Not not really interesting. It's just we knew it was coming because <laughs> for those who don't know, essentially when when Funimation originally released the second film, they butchered the translation and the dub. So apparently, the original um, studio car or whatever got wind of this. And they were not happy, and they had them redo the whole thing, and that's why it took us like an extra what was it two Almost or three a years? Year. Yeah, it took about an extra two or three years before we finally even got it over here from its initial. Uh, I think they did a theatrical release, and that's how they knew about it. So they flubbed it, and so like I said, it was not too much of a shock that Funimation didn't get, you know, just kind of grandfathered in to get in the third one along with everything else, and that another company would take it over. Hopefully, G Kids won't make the spine look too different <laughs> i think for most people that like to collect this stuff it's kind of annoying whenever you have like they'll probably do a big huge collector edition no doubt um g kids loves that but we'll we'll see we'll, we'll see if they end up doing something right stuff or through shout factory to do some elaborate release of it it would be cool if they were somehow able to get like funimation to allow them to you know give them a cut that's fine but do like a cool full collector's edition of it that's the only bummer thing about that not being Funimation, even though I don't really want Funimation to have it, 
is that you, you can't get that cool box set now because the ownerships are sporadic now. But maybe maybe if Funimation they can make a deal. Let's make a deal. Come on. They'll just pass over the Masters and they'll just put it in an extra box. We'll see, though. Yeah. We'll see. Moving on, we have Bandai Namco Filmworks has revealed new information on Gundam The Witch from Mercury. This one is a prequel. Uh, they, they announced that they have a prequel anime prologue for it, of course. And they have given a release date of that of July 14th. So be on the lookout for that one. They also gave the synopsis for the, the, the series as well, which is, of course, going to be airing in October. Uh, the It says the AS era, which is 80 uh, Ad Stella, I guess. Uh, 122 of the Ad Stella uh, the year. An era when a multitude of corporations have entered space and built a huge economic system. A lone girl from a remote planet, Mercury, transfers to the, oh my gosh, Astacasia, Astacasia School of Technology, run by Benerit Group, which dominates the mobile suit industry. Her name is Suleta. I think it was Suleta or Sueta. I think it's Suleta. It's an L in there. Sometimes they, they do that as a Y. Suleta? I think it's Suleta or Sueta. Sueta Mercury. With a scarlet light burning in her pure heart, this girl walks step by step through a new world. I, I'm sitting here judging on how we're gonna, it's pronounced, but it's like it's going to be something completely different in Japanese. <laughs> you know it? Yeah. Sueta or something like that. I'm super hyped for that. I'm still super pumped for that. They released a couple of images of the character art and the Gundams themselves. And I am, again, super hyped for another. It's been so long since we've had it. Again, Iron Blood Orphans was our last series that we actually had. Technically, them being in um, Ad Stella as the era kind of insinuates that this will not be a sequel to Iron Blood Orphans like we were originally thinking it could be. Because I don't think think Iron Blood Orphans was... Did we ever get an era that Iron Blood Orphans was in? I don't know. Uh, I, I, on my, for my part, yeah, I'm excited about this. I, I loved the artwork when I seen it, and I'm very excited about the idea that it's going to um, be just more Gundam that is kind of more newer and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I think the only reason why I was, like, insinuating the idea that it could be a sequel to Iron Blood Orphans was just because, I mean, there was a hope that one of the characters, that, that she was a, um, somebody spawned from somebody of the original Iron Blood Orphans. We, they kind of left something there at the very end of it. But um, additionally, because the her mobile suit that it looks like she's going to be piloting looks very much like Barbartus, which is the Iron Blood Orphans. Uh, main, at least it's in the same style, so... So they're in post-disaster era in Iron Blood Orphans. So unless like a hundred plus years had passed since Iron Blood Orphans, because you technically have a different era and you're within that era by a hundred and twenty-two years, um, it, it's not going to possibly be the same. But I don't think I don't. I, there would be plenty of politics and stuff that could. There was some ramifications that were being created at the end of Iron Blood Orphans. Don't make get me wrong. So it could easily lead into something. But again, that would be a quite a stretch of time span between the two series which they've done before but yeah right that's interesting very interesting but um yeah looking how do you fix the timeline problem put them super long after each other (laughs) time warps too you can do time warps just a big black hole appears and sucks everybody through to another time period anyways (laughs) 
Tokyo Revenger staff has or Tokyo Revenger staff have released a new promo video and their first key art for the Christmas Showdown arc. Um, this is of course announced announced with it is that it will be premiering in January of 2023. So everybody excited to see the sides of shrines, but this time with snowfall nearby. Um, be looking forward to that one. <laughs> Just I'm never gonna let that go. Hopefully. Hopefully when this comes out, people will be like a little more grown up and they can handle a manji symbol, but I doubt it. I highly doubt it. I mean, they don't mind putting it on their YouTube channel as a thumbnail with the manji symbol. It's just, again, unfortunately, um, yeah, their Western release of everywhere. It's not just, not the, not just North America, just everywhere. So are you planning on getting caught up on that one? I know that I was kind of pushing you into it and you were kind of thinking about it. Yeah, I'm still thinking about it, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm wondering if the time stuff will bug the hell out of Chris. Like it bugs me. Like I don't I don't it doesn't make me not like it because I love I love everything about the Manji gang and that stuff in the past. I could do without the time stuff. I understand it's a driving force, but yeah, rough. Rough how they handle the time stuff. That's all right. I've got um, a show this season that did that for what whatever stupid reason decided to do the time stuff, and Mm -hmm. it's irritating. (laughs) All right. uh, Moving forward, we have Warner Bros. Japan has released a new visual and the premiere date for Ragnarok Record of Ragnarok season two. Uh, This is scheduled to premiere in 2023, and they will have more info to reveal at Anime Expo in July. So. There's like a few big names right now that are going to be appearing at MA Expo. So I think we're going to have some really big announcements out of there, which bugs me that I don't have the time and money right now to go there because I would love to do that. Uh, But there's going to be some big news coming out of Anime Expo. So at least I'll be covering it all. I guess that's a good thing about not going as I can cover it all. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully there's some live streams up that we can check out and maybe live stream with everybody and talk about it. Cool deal, cool deal. I'm actually pretty excited. I, I was, I think, I was the only person in the entire world of anime that was ex- was happy about the first Ragnarok. So we'll see if Ragnar- Record of Ragnarok two can can keep up that fun. I had fun with it. Moving on, we have some news around an anime adaptation of My Home Hero. This one actually sounds very interesting. Um, this was a kind of here recently. What like two days ago? That was not no a day ago. Um, yeah, Kodansha Weekly Young Magazine has revealed that My Home Hero manga is getting a TV anime adaptation. The manga centers around a sal- uh, uh, manga centers on a salaryman who has a reliable wife and a daughter in a university who can sometimes act a bit rebellious, but has a happy life in his own way. Until one day he finds out his daughter has been beaten and thus begins his journey into a dangerous world to protect his family. I think somebody was equating this to Breaking Bad, if I remember correctly. Somebody was saying it's like a, almost, it's it's got that same idea-ish behind it. So, very, very curious about it. I'm very curious about it. Um, this is done basically, by- the manga, mangaka for the manga adaptation of I'm Standing on Middling Lives, which is not really saying much, but if you like their art, I guess. Um, continues from hiatus as well. So if anybody that's reading the manga currently, apparently they're they're pulling it out of hiatus, which is good to hear as well. It's always it's always a bummer when you have a <laughs> a manga you really like and it goes on hiatus. 
which is technically what we're experiencing with volume toss right now, which I don't like. But cool. Yeah. Interested? Uh, yeah. I, I, it'll be interesting to see where that one goes for sure. Yeah, I don't think we have any additional information on who is adapting it, so we'll have to wait on that stuff. So cool to hear, though. I, I've heard, I've heard a little bit. I've heard a little bit of hype. I've never heard of it before it got adapted, but a few people that were pretty excited about it get adapted. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Moving on, we have High Dive has announced that it is going to be streaming the two OVAs that was recently announced for "I'm Quitting Heroing." Um, This is going to be, again, a two-part OVA series that's going to be released on June 24th and August 24th. So, apparently, I'm not going to get a conclusion this week. I was thinking (laughs) the same thing the entire time you were saying that. I was like, I clicked on on the news, and I'm like, it has, like, each one of the OVAs has a title already for it. And I'm like, I I don't, I'm I'm making my eyes not, like, attached to words, so I don't read it, because I just think it's going to probably spoil the ending that's going to come... She was at three days from now. Shoot. I am I really hope it pulls it off. <laughs> like this is one of those shows where I'm really, really desperately want them to pull off that ending because it's been so good. Like it keeps getting good. Um and I'm really curious of how they're gonna conclude it. It's it's I've, a huge surprise for me. I've been very impressed with what they have pulled off in that show. I, oh, yeah. I one of the things that I do love about that is um you you had mentioned it kind of in one of your your um videos. There was one episode that I thought was going to be a complete and total um, recap. And yeah. the entire time, I'm like, is this a recap or not? It, and no, it was it was completely uh, retelling the story from his perspective or something like that. And it was like, this is a trip. So It was, yeah. it was literally, because I had the same thought, like it felt like a recap. And then at some point you realize, oh, this is showing us that he's not just saying what he's saying. It's literally showing us that this is something that's not a facade because it gives you an idea that it gives you a feeling like he's telling somebody something just to push their hand. But in actuality, this is where it shows. No, he literally stepped over the line. It was like, oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I could have done without the first few minutes where I'm like, this is just recap. But still, it was, it's, it's such a good show. It's such a good show. Easily one of my favorite. This, I, and like I said, <laughs> it's going to come down if they can pull off that ending or if it's going to just squander it. Um, I, 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 I want to trust the writer. <laughs> I just want to trust the writer and hope they pull it off. Um, but yeah, that, that does worry me that this got a two part OVA though. Cause I'm like, uh, hopefully it has a decent, at least conclusion for now. So I can start talking about it now, but I might just have to wait on my review. We'll have to see. Moving on. Um, there was a couple announcements that happened at the same time and I don't know which one took more attention i think it might have been probably this one and that is that oshinoko has announced to be getting a tv anime adaptation um the rough english title is my star uh they have released a teaser visual for the series studio dogokobo is going to be animating it which is fantastic uh director daisuke hiramaki is going to be doing uh the directing for it which they of course previously did selection project which i think is a really good fit um, I think as much as people did not like Selection Project for certain reasons, I think it pulled it off in the end, and I think the director did a really good job of it. So I'm looking forward to that. Character Designs is also going to be done by Kana Hirayama, who did Selection Project as well, as well as Rent-A-Girlfriend. So good character designs there. And here is the synopsis, which I think honestly is spoilery. Everybody thinks, no, it's not spoilery, but 
I was reading this on my video as I was recording it, and I'm like, this sounds really spoilery. So I guess just give you like a soft spoiler. This is the official synopsis, so it's not as if I'm telling you something that they wouldn't normally tell you, but I, I, I think it's just a little bit too far. But anyways, um, 16-year-old Ai Hoshino is a talented and beautiful idol who is adored by her fans. She is the person uh, personification of a pure young maiden, but all that glitter is not gold. Goro Amamiya is a countryside gynecologist and a big fan of Ai. So when the pregnant idol shows up at, the, at his hospital, he is beyond bewildered. Goro promises her a safe delivery. Little does he know, an encounter with a mysterious figure would result in his untimely death. Or so he thought. Opening his eyes in the lap of his beloved idol, Goro finds that he has been reborn as Aquamarine Hoshino, Ai's newborn son. With his world turned upside down, Goro begets um, Goro beget success. He, uh, will he manage to protect Ai's smile that he loves so much with the help of an, an eccentric and unexpected ally? So weird. <laughs> so weird. I didn't like I, I'm reading this and I'm like it's gonna be probably one of those things where she's not really that that great like she's mean or something behind the scenes and I'm like okay now we're getting into okay she obviously was you know got pregnant and then it immediately goes to which I'm guessing the uh, untimely death because of some mysterious figure I'm, I'm guessing it's gonna be like some super fan of hers that thinks that he got her pregnant and probably killed her I don't know that's my assumption but yeah weird <laughs> weird I'm looking forward to it though. It sounds it sounds super weird. I'm I'm curious of how that. Tr- my, I guess my big question mark now is that's probably going to be like the first episode right there because that's typically what you'll have with a synopsis like this. I'm curious as what it's going to go from there. Is he going to be just as her her son trying to cover the fact that he's her, he's her son and then helping her improve her image because he's technically a super fan. So he would know what she needs to do, or at least could do some things to help her improve what she's doing. But yes, weird. What do you think? Uh, that 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 sounded all over the place. Honestly, <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on there. But it, at least it's not a demon lord sure. reborn. Come on, this it's is a, true. It's a, just a demon <laughs> we, idol. We've, got, fan. We, we've gone from uh, demon lords being reborn to now we've got idols being reborn. So idol what, children. <laughs> Reborn. That should be the title. I was reborn as an idol's daughter or idol's son or whatever. We got immaculate conceptions. We've got uh, uh, purity tests. We've got uh, uh, idols being reborn. We, we're we're all over the place here. We, we we're 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 doing good this anime season. Do you think that she just like mother married? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? She's like mother married. Well, we all know that that idols are perfectly pure. So just like it said in the, the, use the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're the perfect. Bathroom. Where would the kid even come from? <laughs> <laughs> so weird. This is going in a really weird direction. Um, but yeah, that's and there's a lot of hype behind it. So I'm assuming that the source material is really good. So we'll see if that. Um, hopefully, that turns out to be something really solid. But we'll see. We'll see. Moving on, Sentai Filmworks has announced that it have, have, has acquired the rights to Prima Doll. Um, this is on top of their other titles they've already lined up, as well as Made in Abyss Season 2, Damachi Season 4, Call of the Night, Tokyo Mew Mew New, Prima Doll, and I think also my Isekai Life here recently they announced. So, they're going in swigging. I really, I, I think I bring this up every time that they get announcements, just because I want to support the idea of us having somebody else in the anime streaming sphere for simulcast. I you know Netflix is in there, I know 
Disney Plus is doing something, but they're not really they're not really a part of this. Um, this is a focus to the actual simulcasters, and I I do want High Dive to be successful and uh, push Crunchyroll to continue to innovate. Because I just I realized the other day that they have a picture in pictures <laughs> option for the Crunchyroll player, and it doesn't even work. Or at least it doesn't do the subtitles. I was telling Chris about that. I'm like, it, it, and it's been apparently like that for two years. It's like, what is what is even the point? Why? I guess dub anime works, but yeah, we need we need something there to come, you know, competition. So, granted, High Dive doesn't get all the big, huge shonen shows, but they are definitely picking up some very, very intriguing shows for the next season. I mean, Made in Abyss has a very hype fandom. I mean, it's not again not on the levels of Attack on Titan, but. It's pushing. It's pushing up there. And, of course, Damachi is pretty popular, too. They're definitely fighting. The only thing that I've noticed is it seems like they're having a little bit harder time with the... Um, it seems like... I, and I, I'm just guessing because I've I've heard um, at least Seismic uh, pointing out that he's having a hard time with um, with High Dive. And I noticed it last There's night. There's a couple people saying like, the traffic issues. Yeah, I'm thinking it's Which a is a good thing. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good very sign. good sign. That means but, that they're... But, if they fix it, yeah. they gotta bump those servers up. They gotta keep. They gotta keep up with it. But sure. I mean, that's that's Crunchyroll too. Every time there is a popular show, when you go to the website, yeah, good luck, <laughs> good luck. I mean, this is not a high dives exclusive thing, um, and it's it's an unfortunate thing about a lot of these companies. They they try to balance for an average, and any peaking, they don't want to adjust for. They don't want to adjust and get server capacity for peaks. They always go for like an average, and if anything goes over that, it's like. Well, just tell them that it's just we have a lot of traffic right now and just they'll have to wait. And that's that's an unfortunate thing. I hope it doesn't happen too often. I haven't seen it yet, um, and I'm not saying that people haven't had it happen. I'm just saying I, I hope it's not too often. So, But we'll see. I, that hopefully they, get, they can get through those growing pains. And that's the important thing is, again, if you are personally supporting them um, to you know make sure there's another company here, and yes, that we don't have as much gatekeeping – so that whenever whenever Crunchyroll decides they can't touch something that's ooh too much, that High Dive can, um, that uh, we we are patient. Hopefully with them, um, I'm not I'm not a High Dive apologist or anything like that. If they screw up, I'll definitely be on top of that. But I do I well, do shoot. want to push them to get stronger. When it comes down to it, we've been we've been quote unquote not not exactly defending them, but when it comes down to it, we've been uh, promoting Crunchyroll on our own, and they burnt us. Yeah, they burn it. So <laughs> we'll we'll get we'll get high dive too if they mess up. But so yeah, I was joking with somebody the other day, and I'm like, I, I need to like call out their PR department for Sentai and high dive that they have never. I keep reaching out to them and saying, Hey, look, guys, I promote you guys a bunch. You know, can we do like promotions or something like that? You know, I can do like a give out free subscription tickets or something like that. No response. So I'm like. <laughs> I felt like saying that I'm going to go out there and just call them out directly and say how terrible they are, even though I'm sitting here promoting them on our podcast and everything. And like, somebody's like, no, that's an easy way to burn a bridge. And I'm like, you can't burn what doesn't exist. <laughs> you can't burn what doesn't exist. Burning bridges is like where you have an established thing and then you literally stab them and you make it to where you can't go back with that bridge again. But if the bridge doesn't exist, when there's no communication already, there's no bridge. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, Prima Doll uh, technically is key. <laughs> Prima Doll is technically Key Studios project, so clan out and all that kind of stuff. We again, we have Don Machi, uh, Made in Biss season two. Do I have to say you should be watching that? Um, Call the Knights the Vampire one, which looks really good. 
Tokyo Mew Mew New, which is the new Tokyo Mew Mew, which I'm super excited for. And then, yeah, that Isekai Life, whatever. But exciting, exciting, <laughs> exciting, exciting stuff on their site. Moving on, we have an update on Futoku no Guild. Um, they just pretty much announced that they, on Twitter, that they're going to be premiering that in October. So be on the lookout for that one. Be excited. Looks interesting. Yeah, I got a cat girl in there, so that's always that's always a plus. We have, oh, there was other characters. Oh, yeah, there is. Oh, I'm just I saying there's was... a cat girl in there. I mean, <laughs> whatever the rest is up to you, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We got an Asuna over here. Yeah, that looks like maybe a Kokoro. Yeah, keep calling them out. <laughs> there's all these characters. They look like my characters. Uh, Roaming the Apocalypse with my Shiba Inu manga. That's another one that Haida have picked up, by the way. Um, it's already going to, it's supposed to be on YouTube, but they might region lock it. Um, but if they don't region lock it, you can watch on YouTube for free, obviously. I don't know that they'll have subtitles there because that's going to be the Japanese studios posting it up. So we were kind of mentioning the idea they could put it in the closed caption, which would be great because then you can use auto translate, but probably not. But anyways, they, they do have it is, is high dive is going to have it. So, um, I don't think we've announced that on here, though. But we, we, did, we did talk about it on the preview episode. But yes, Roaming the Apocalypse with my Shiba Inu manga is getting a TV anime adaptation. It's going to be on YouTube, um, being done by Studio DLE, uh, which they've pretty much just done like Skullface bookseller Honda-san. So they're like very basic stills moving and stuff. So don't expect anything crazy animation-wise. Uh, Maya Ucha will be voicing the lead character. Um, but yeah, it's set to premiere this summer. So right around the corner. So, either on High Dive or YouTube. Sounds cool. But yeah, as the title would lead you to believe, she's roaming the post-apocalyptic world with her dog. <laughs> it's the greatest show ever. It's got a Shiba Inu. What more do you need? Right? What more do you need? Uh, the official website for Insomniac's After School has revealed some additional information. They have released a trailer for it, a new visual, and additionally, a 2023 premiere date for the film i think it's a film i think it's a film was that the vampire one no <laughs> no it's just two people that are uh, kind of find you know hang out with each other uh the manga focuses on two insomniac schoolmates a boy named ganta and a girl named isaki uh, both are worried about their constant lack of sleep after chance meeting in the school observatory turned storage room um the two share secrets and have uh, and begin having an unusual connection. So it's kind of look like a romance, uh, like a romance story, young, young love romance story. Uh, but apparently they 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 can't sleep much, so they sleep at school as you do, right? Yes, of course, as you do. Why? Why would you? Why would you go to school for school? Um, it looks visually good, so looking forward to it. But yeah, I I think I know we were excited about it. I, I just can't remember why. <laughs> I think it's a film. No, I think it's going to be a TV anime. Yeah, like I said, I I'm, I want to say that we've covered it, and we were yeah we, we talked were about it when it first got an adaptation. I'm just trying to remember it's if it's 2023, so it must have been a an announcement at some point. I legit just said that Chris doesn't listen to me at all. Chris doesn't listen to me at all. I feel bad sometimes. Um, it's showing, um, it's showing an airing date, so it should be a TV series. Very weird. Anyways, that's, that's exciting. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Closed tab. Closed tab. 
moving on, we have the staff for the second season of Vinland Saga have revealed a January 2023 premiere. Chris, are you going to get caught up on this series? I don't think you watched it, right? Probably not. Probably not? Nope. Oh, that's sad. But no, the of course, the big announcement that was behind all of this announcement for the second season that they did here recently was really kind of pointing out the fact that MAPPA is taking over it from Wint Studio. So not a huge shock. I think we've had this pretty much uh, teased or at least leaked by folks for quite a while. So this is kind of just confirming that MAPPA is indeed taking it over. They have pretty much been pretty clear that the staff will be returning for it. So you're going to have the same director and stuff working on the project with MAPPA. So that's kind of the plus side of everything, but yeah, I, th- I think the the big question mark really is going to be how much more engaging this is going to be, because I know that a lot of people said that this shouldn't get a second season just because it gets very farmy, <laughs> like like he's just literally, you know, building a farm and stuff like that, so it's going to be much more chill, but based on the trailer, it looks like a lot of stuff's going to be happening around them, so I don't think it's going to be all that boring. And plus, if you have some really great character moments in that period of time, I don't think I necessarily need to have people slicing heads off and ears off and stuff constantly. As long as, as long as I got some they good story obviously have got in this because that's what they're showing. That's what I mean. That's, it looks like there's a lot of stuff happening around them because the main characters that we know from the first season aren't in the battles in the trailer. It just looks like there are a lot of groups around them that are probably com- conflicting or something. So we'll see though. Uh, I'm gl- I, I'm ma- mainly glad that we have a returning team because obviously the first season was fantastic visually and directing wise. Um, that was kind of what pulled me along for some of the more lulling points of the story. So yeah, direct uh, director, script supervisor, the character designer, and the series composition writer is going to be back. So or the composer, sorry, the music composer, um, both. So yeah, exciting stuff. We'll see how that turns out. I'm I'm looking forward to it, despite the fact that everybody's upset that it's supposed to be a farm thing. We'll see. I'm I'm sure there's plenty of story. If people read the manga and enjoyed it and didn't drop the manga because of this farming arc, I doubt we're going to have a problem with that boring people in the anime version. I mean, it's kind of one of those things where everybody's like, you know, don't look forward to the second season because of this one arc is in the manga. It's like, well, obviously that manga was entertaining because you kept writing, reading it, right? <laughs> so moving on, we have quite a bit of news came out of Netflix. They did like some Geek Week thing and did a bunch of announcements for anime at that time. One of the more, unfor- <laughs> one of the more unfortunate news is that, yes, they had licensed Uncle from Another World to stream on their platform, which sucks because that was one that I was kind of getting hyped for. I think, Chris, you yeah. kind, of, kind of pretty... I mean, it was a different take on Isekai, and we always like those different takes on Isekais, but yeah, I'm not, unfortunately not for a while. I, I'll probably have to get it through other means for the first few episodes, because I'm, I'm wanna, I want to see if it's going to be, like, it, it's just, it feels like one of those ones that could be, like, a total, like, amazing show if it does it right, um, because for those that aren't aware, it's essentially about this guy, his uncle gets in an accident and goes into a coma, and then he's in a coma for a long time. And then when he wakes up, he starts talking about how he was transported to this other world and he was in his party with this elf that he describes the elf and it turns out that she's kind of Sundere, which is something that wasn't really popularized in Japan until after he went under a coma. So, yeah, it's uh, it's got some interesting elements added there and it looks like he's going to be pretty, uh, obviously his persona of his self in the other world will come out every now and then, but... Yeah, the unfortunate is because it's on Net- it's a license by Netflix. That means that we're not going to have it simulcast here. I mean, they might, but they typically will do like a two to three week delay. 
But um, they announced that it's going to be airing in Japan on July 6th, but worldwide we'll know later on, which usually means they're they're going to be holding it for a little bit, if not the whole thing. So, super sucks. <laughs> I don't like it, but it is what it is, unfortunately. Yeah, there's some aspects of it that we were we were enjoying the con the idea that it would be kind of a different take on it, like you were saying. Um, so I do really I am disappointed in the fact that Netflix picked it up. I, it's 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 frustrating because I in in some respects I do love the fact that uh, Netflix is involved in in anime now and. In other respects, it's it, it is frustrating because, like like Andrew was saying, the fact that it's another platform and uh, the fact that it's may or may not be a full dump type show. The, those the, all those things are really frustrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll have to see. We'll wait and see. But I'll definitely be letting you guys know what I think about it once it does air. I'll probably do a first impression video, and we'll definitely have it on our first impression uh, podcasts. It, it, again, not knowing exactly how many episodes we'll do for the first impressions because it might take a bit. But there you go. Also, Netflix announced during the Geek Week that on on their live stream that Seven Deadly Sins Grudge of Eidenberg will be debuting in December. So if you're looking forward to that sequel CGI movie thing, the first part movie, um, look forward to it in December. But uh, yeah. They also released some designs for the first part as well and have stated that it will be a whole new original story. So not based on the manga. This is a sequel story they're doing. So look forward to that. Look forward to that. Moving on, we have additionally Netflix revealed a new visual and director for their new anime project, Moonrise. They say that the studio is going to be Wit Studio working on this project, which doesn't surprise me too much because it seems like Wit Studio is doing a lot of stuff with um with netflix right now uh the writer will be to ubikata ubukata sorry and masashi koizuki will be directing it who of course has worked on attack on titan season two and three and they, they announced the synopsis is moonrise will portray the lives of two men jack and i or al al uh, as they confront various hardships in the vast world of outer space al um all action and scenery is and i'm saying al <laughs> <laughs> All action and scenery in the unexplored parts uh, of the moon will be illustrated using an innovative type of animation, unlike any seen before. I always give <laughs> that kind of stuff always gives me pause. Like, like this looks so cool when we do this with a computer or something like that, and you're like, oh no, that does not look as good as you think it looks. But mm-hmm. we'll see. They're, they're apparently going to get artsy-fartsy, so we'll see if that, that fart smells good, I guess. Uh, that was a really bad way to put it, but you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> you get artsy-fartsy, sometimes it don't smell as rosy as you think it does. It, that's a better way of putting it. But we'll see. We'll see. Looks looks interesting. Looks interesting. So, there you go. Uh, moving on, additional. Netflix revealed they're developing Junji Ito Maniac Japanese Tales of the Macabre. Macabre? Is it is is it supposed to be Spanish? It's macabre. 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 No R. Or you just you just being very subtle with it. Yeah, you're very subtle. Are you being it. very subtle with it? Okay. Uh, this is a new anime project based on various Junji Ito's work. So kind of think like Junji Ito, um, the collection that they did recently. I think was on Crunchyroll. But um, yeah, they they announced that they are going to be doing Tomoe, uh, Soichi, and the Hanging Balloon specifically. So. Look forward to at least those ones. Additionally, uh, would be 17 other ones 
on top of that. So 20 total stories. So cool stuff there. Um, I really do hope they do the holes in the wall one. That's really good. Or the mountain. I don't, I don't remember the title of it. It's something like the, the, holes. the holes in the mountains. It's holes. Is it holes? Just holes? Yes. Okay. I, the, the, because that's one of the only ones that like got me to... It's super what it, unsettling. To be aware of um, Junji Ito. It, it, it's, the, it's the only one that I am completely aware of, and that is how I know who Junji Ito, Ito is. That's how I know Junji. I, I opened up the book and it's gushunk. <laughs> That's exactly gushunk. what it sounds like when a shark kicks down a door. I know it was in the back of And Yo. it's so funny because I knew of the gushunk thing long before I knew who Junji Ito was. But Holes is the one that actually made me aware of Junji Ito as a mangaka, if you want to call him that. Yeah, that was technically when they first, like... That was the one that got... The Gershunk thing was because memes. Yeah, memes. <laughs> because of memes. Um, the Enigma of Amegara Fault is what it's called. So, Oh, it's not called Holes. I think people just call it Holes. I gotcha. I it's better than calling it Holes and Wall, because again, that sounds really inappropriate. <laughs> don't look that up. And anyways, <laughs> and I don't think they can call it Holes, because I think that's what the book that other book was called, right? The one that know. got adapted by Disney or something. I don't know. Anyways... But yeah, it, it's well, really cool. It's like this idea. You would think that you, you could get away with that too. Right. You can call extent. it holes in Japan, yeah. but you can't call it over here or anywhere right. else that the book is at. Anyways, which I'm sure, I'm assuming they probably translated the the other holes book in Japan. But anyways, yeah, super interesting. Um, like I said, the, the, the mountainside with the human shaped holes, please. Because <laughs> that's like super unsettling. Like I love it. Uh, there's a couple of other ones too that were specifically in Gyo's manga that was released over here. But, uh, yeah, I I think that was my problem with Junjito Collection that they did previously was, like, they managed to capture his art. I think the animation was a little bit uh, blah, but they captured his art in a sense. But I don't think they really chose a lot of his really good ones. So hopefully those will be in this one. Obviously, Tomie is one that I think a lot of people are looking forward to. And I think they already have... Um, uh, Uzumaki, I think they're doing that. Um, somebody else is doing that. So we t- we essentially have two of his works coming up here soon that I'm I'm pretty excited for. So it's if, one of those if they can he, capture his 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 unsettlingness. That's that's the key thing is capturing that. He's one of those that I I am very very curious of. Um, but it's at the same time the fact that he's as unsettling as he is. I it's never been one that I in the last few years now that I'm more aware of him that I go out of my way for. Yeah, but that's the thing is like he's not he's unsettling but he's not he's not brutal or violent in a sense. He's always just creepy and unsettling, which I think is what he does so well. Like so much of his works are yes, a lot of them are really short, really short. That's why you're going to probably have these 20 stories probably in a short, I don't know, probably 10 or so episodes uh, because a lot of his stuff is very short. But it he just he na- he has a knack for pulling off that you just you re- you see the pages and you just you can in your mind see it moving you can see it you can see the the things pulsating and it looks creepy you can just feel it um he just he's so good at that so anyways <laughs> looking forward to that apparently he's going to be de- debuting in 2023 so we'll see we'll see hopefully they can pull it off i don't know if they have a studio quite yet no, I think they just re- they just announcing it. So we'll see, we'll see. 
And then finally, the last thing that they announced, or at least they showed off at their recent Geek Week, was the trailer for Studio Trigger's Cyberpunk Edge Runners, which we talked about in our preview episode for the season coming up. Is just looks absolutely nuts. Of course, that's coming out in September of 2022. So, of course, Net- Netflix has it. Yeah, it's it's at Geek Week, so it has to be Netflix's. They're not going to go, hey, look at this thing, you can watch it on Crunchy. <laughs> but no, I. Again, this is going to be one of those ones. Well, they didn't really announce it on Netflix when we were discussing it in the preview, did they? Yes. Did they? Yes. Oh, wow. Um, Like I said, it's going to be a full dump, so it's not like it's going to be one of those ones where they're holding it or anything like that. Just it makes it. They put it on Netflix. It's straight straight dump of a series. So at least it's not like Uncle from Another World where it's like it's obviously airing. Everybody's watching it. That's watching it through other means. It's just Netflix is going, eh, we'll give it to you when we give it to you. So... Yeah, there'll probably be an instant download for a lot of people. I, I think there's a lot of hype around it. It looks really incredible. So we'll see. We'll see. But again, that's based off of CD Projekt Red Cyberpunk 2077. Insert, hopefully, they don't have to uh, patch the anime joke. Because I really like that joke. But um, yeah, there you go. That's that's all the crazy Netflix news. Moving on away from the, the <laughs> streaming service that does not like to release things in a timely manner. Uh, the editing department of Hakusensha's Young Animal Magazine and manga creator Koji Mori has announced that Berserk will continue. Everybody thought I was crazy when I said they would continue it, but here you go. Nobody believes Andrew. <laughs> but no, I really do like this. Um, truth be told, the story behind this, again, this is assuming that he's being truthful here. The story behind this is exactly... It's essentially the 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 best case scenario that I felt. Like the 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 second case scenario, second best case scenario was they go, okay, look, we don't know what he had planned. Let's just stop it here so we don't ruin it. We're not just going to hand it off to somebody to make money off of it. Let's just stop it here. The worst case scenario would be yes, they want to make money, so they're going to hire a bunch of people to make something up so they can conclude it. That's I think a lot of people feel like you, I'd rather have nothing at all. The best case scenario that I felt was having somebody close to him know what he wanted with the project and put an end to it. And I think that's kind of what we got here. And I like that he's both truthful about the fact that it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be his work. But at the same time, acknowledging the idea that he has the information. He knows what he wants to do. And that he won't add anything else to what he knows. Like, yes, there could be some side story. But I don't know that story. I know exactly what he was planning on doing to finish it, and I'm going to give you just what he told me. And I think that's that has me excited. Honestly, you're not going to probably you can probably have a pretty similar artwork. You're not going to have that imaginative that he had, obviously, but you're going to have the artwork there because obviously everybody worked on his artwork. You're not going to be able to produce it, but they can at least get close and tell the story and conclude it. And if you don't want to see that, you don't have to. We we don't you don't have to read it. But at least for those that want to see what possibly what he had planned to finish it i think that's the cool thing yeah and and this is pretty much i i think if if i remember right when we first met, talked about this way back when um it it seems like this was kind of my argument for like andrew was saying the best case scenario of people that he trusted to continue on or to to pass the baton on to um knowing that there was it it he wanted it would be completed of course like i said i i've i said a couple of weeks ago it's not going to be the same 
I, and, yeah. and this is, this is the frustrating aspect of this kind of situation. And I've talked about how with, uh, uh, big authors like, uh, George R. R. Martin, where it's like, it, we never, we don't think we're ever going to see the end of that, that series stuff like this is in the, that situation where I, I feel of two minds of, I, I don't think it's, um, it's going to be like I said. It's not going to be the same because that character was not born of that that person. This this the 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 people who are taking it over don't know the inner workings of the mind of those characters because only the original author could possibly do that. But the character is an extension of their own mind, right? It, they not they, that if they do impro- inappropriate things, they agree with it. Yeah, <laughs> don't get me wrong. It's 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 one of the things that you can you can do it on, but only to an a, a an extent um there's there the the more your imagination works um and 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 those of us who who have uh who write we know this it's 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 impossible to uh when you start kind of painting the 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 uh the scene the characters react to that scene in some way shape or form yes you can do a a a a rundown of this is the things that are going to happen from this point on. But when it comes to that character in that scene, they're going to react. The person who originally created it knows how that character is going to react to it. And I, mean, I, I, but I'm going off on a, on a side tangent when it comes down to it, this is the best case scenario where somebody he trusts to be, pass that baton on to can do close to what, what he originally intended. And, and, that that we can just hope for the best for it. We all know that Kentaro Miura just makes up things as he goes along. <laughs> no, anyways, the actual full uh, kind of statement that we have here is that uh, apparently it's going to be continuing. It's going to be a new chapter in Young Animal on June twenty fourth. So we'll we'll know then when if the fandom wants to accept it or not. <laughs> um, of course, is following the unfortunate passing of Mangaka Kentaro Miura. Uh, the manga will have six chapters go to the end of the Fantasia arc Elf Island chapter, but the new arc will begin after that. Moving forward, the manga will now have the following credits. Original work by Kentaro Miura, manga by Studio Gaga, which of course is the studio that Miura was a part of, that has all of his staffers and everybody, and supervised by Koji Mori. The Studio Gaga is Miura's studio and his assistants and apprentices who all also worked on Berserk alongside him. Mori is the close childhood friend of Miura, um, whom Miura frequently consulted with for plot details on Berserk. Mori stated that he um, knows the story of Berserk up to the very end. Mori drew a one-shot manga for one young, mump, uh, young, young animal uh, last year and his story of lifelong friendship with creative relationship with Miura. In the statement, Mori noted that he has discussed the ending of Berserk with Miura since the manga's iconic Eclipse event 30 years ago. After Miura passing, he thought about discussing the ending through interviews um, or through some illustrations with a, an accompaniment of an article, but deemed those methods were insufficient. He, um, he welcomed Studio Gaga's offer to continue the manga and promises to recall the details as much as possible and tell the story. I, I, this, this sounds bad, but it's kind of funny thinking about this. Like the moment that Miura passed, obviously he's going to mourn everything because that's just it's very hard. But I, I just have this moment where he just goes, "Crap, 
I need to do something with this. And he's like, okay, I need to write it down. <laughs> he starts writing down like everything that he remembers about what Miyota said about it. Like, oh crap, I'm going to have to do something with this. And, it, and it's not, a, it's not, not a, a malicious thing. It's more of a thing of like, this was his legacy yeah. and he was not able to finish it. I need to take, basically take upon myself that burden to make sure that his story is told. And I think that's really cool. Again, if this is true, this is, it's easy to think of it in a really mean way. Like, oh, they're just trying to make money off Berserk. Yeah, obviously they're going to make money off Berserk. But there's also an aspect of it of wanting, again, to complete that story and to allow it to have that conclusion that Miura wanted to, to, to seize that ending that he possibly had that's going to have that grand finale. And yes, conclude Guts' story, if Guts is still in the story. And and that's that is that is true. Yeah, there there's there's more to it than just the original author. The author wants it. Uh, of course, the author wants the story to be told. Otherwise, he wouldn't. Yeah, it, it's probably uh, a you know kind of a uh, sitting at the bar, chatting back and forth, and. Uh, he's, he's, he's like, like dude, tell me, you like, him. man, everybody's mad at me right now. He's like, what happened, dude? I did I did this eclipse part. Everybody's mad, like super mad. Like, what did you do? <laughs> Things went down here. Let me show you. Oh, damn, that's bad. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Um, I'm actually planning on doing this with it. So if you see these characters right here, they're probably going to be involved in this and this and this and this. And I can see that being a conversation they'll have. Like, I, this is big. Like, this is really big. And we might need to do something with this. Because that, that would have been the point in which, again, technically, you know, we're getting the adaptations. I think that was about the time we'd be starting the adaptations and stuff. And so there's a lot of hype around it at that point. And the the, the my my point being is that it, the 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 story being completed is is both a um something for the author and it's also for the fans. It's 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 a like I've mentioned before. I mean, I think we discussed the idea of who owns the art. Um do do the fans own the art or does the um, the creator own the art and and I have been very very solidly on the camp of the author um, but I do understand the the desire for the fandom to um, claim an a type of ownership of that art um, mostly in the aspect of you you invest a certain amount into a character you want you want to have that kind of ownership in a way because um, without the fan, the art, the artist cannot build themselves up to a point where they can keep producing that art. So it's, it's kind of a, a, a twofold thing. So it, in, in some respects, you need that conclusion for both the artist and for the fan. Um, they they want to have that completionist mindset of, I, I have this, solid and even even no matter how you look at it there's no perfect ending for anybody in the in these situations and even when this final chapter does get get released you know people are going to be mad why because it's never going to be an ending that anybody is going to be satisfied even when we have stories that are completed by the original author nobody will ever be satisfied yeah, and like I said, technically he said it himself. He says um, he's recalling the de- he's going to recall the details as much as possible, tell the story, and assured readers that while telling the story will be imperfect, he thinks he can uh, almost tell the story that Miura wanted to tell. Um, and he also added that um, he's not planning on he promises that he's not going to deviate from Mister Miura's words at all. 
So I think the the key thing there to really get from that again is yeah he's not going to do all these stupid <laughs> let's, let's do filler arcs just to sell more manga or anything like that. But I think it's also a good thing to note that you're probably going to have a lot of the side stories are probably not going to be finished. That's where you're probably going to get into. There's going to probably be some plot holes in there because you're not going to have. Again, technically, Miyota probably knows what he wants to have every character do by the end of the story to wrap up their stories. And I don't think he probably told Mori about all those. But he at least knows what that main focus, that main story needs to end at. So, again, it's better than nothing. And I I kind of trust the words that he... I think because he mentioned the idea that he, you know, after his passing, he was like, you know, I need to tell a story. And he thought about just, yeah, having an interview... And going on there and going, yeah, he said that this, you know, this character does this, and then this blows up, and then the end happens. He doesn't feel like that was enough. Like, he he feels like this needs to be delivered to people in a proper way. Again, to, I guess, put pay tribute to what Miura was doing. So, I have, I have trust in him, and I really do hope that it turns out good. And again, in the end, you know where it stopped. <laughs> we all know what's, what volume is the ending point, and you can just stick with that, so... Nothing lost, nothing gained in that in that at that point. So I'm excited for it, though. I'm I'm happy about that. So moving on to probably one of the most hype news that happened here recently, and this is 100% a leak. This is not confirmed at this point, but the only reason I'm bringing it up because it has some very solid information behind it. Uh, but yes, there is apparently an announcement coming soon for Solo Leveling getting an anime adaptation. Um, a lot of speculation is that will be announced at Anime Expo, probably by Crunchyroll or somebody. Uh, but Studio A1 Pictures is going to be apparently working on it. That's the part that's really super unconfirmed. Um, just a lot of people that were, you know, releasing the information about the solid leak were saying that as well. Uh, but that is planned production between Aniplex and Crunchyroll. But, again, the part of this that is pretty much confer- confirmation. I mean, this is probably the most leaked anime adaptation news ever is that Soul Leveling is getting anime. But uh, the big in, the big thing that really solidifies is that uh, soulleveling-anime.net has been re- registered. Now, anybody can register a website. Let's be perfectly honest. But this was specifically by GMO Internet, which GMO Internet is like a – it's an internet infrastructure business co- uh, company. They work on advertising and media for different companies. This is an actual solid company in Japan that works on a lot of stuff for different companies. So, again, it, 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 my thought process there was like, yeah, people keep leaking this. And then somebody's like, <laughs> I think it was Web Gaming was like, hey, no, this is this has got something behind it. And I finally seen a tweet at some point and somebody's like, you know, here's the registered trademark. And I looked it up myself. I went over and I, I looked at who registered the actual website. And yeah, popped up there. Like, okay, there you go. This is this is legit happening because I don't see this company just randomly grabbing a trademarked name website without them being told to do that. So pretty big news. And I think this is super hype for a lot of people. A lot of people that think that Sword Art Online is garbage always point to soul leveling. So I've read a little bit of the manga itself, which I know it's not I think it's light novels, the original, but Nothing's grabbed me so far, but I I kind of trust people in that this is probably it's from my my experience this is probably the most hyped uh, manhwa out there that you can find is yeah. soul leveling. I I and and that's that's my thing is is as hyped up as this show or this story is I I'm I can only assume that it's got to be decent. It, 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 
people don't everybody and their mom has tried to get a hold of us and tried to get us to discuss this <laughs> this story yeah, so timmy's mom won't shut up about yeah, it. yeah exactly timmy, i mean mom, timmy you gotta get, tell your mom to stop get your being mom under geek. control gosh she's such a weeb um but yeah it, it, if 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 there's that much um I mean, okay, we uh, on on one of our discussion or on one of the forums, uh, me and and somebody else were talking about um, the idea of whether or not um, the show that I'm I'm excited about next season um, is going to uh, get a lot of attention or not. Paramount and Another World Dungeon. You you always go on about how I'm always talking about it. You're literally doing it right now. Why, uh, that's why I didn't even mention the name uh, of it. But. <laughs> if you don't say the name of it, nobody knows what you're talking about. I don't care that you're saying it because I still know what you're saying. I, the content of what I was discussing, I what, didn't. It doesn't matter which uh, show I was talking about. The we were talking about whether or not it was going to get en- enough attention, and uh, they had brought up another show that had ta- uh, had came up a few seasons ago, and whether or not that one had a lot of attention on it, and. The interesting thing that they were pointing out is that in their circles, they were they were pointing out the fact that they had had a lot of discussion about it. And I had pointed out, and the interesting thing is, is the people that I was listening to did not discuss that other show. And I, at the same token, nobody was really discussing this show. Is the other one Link Click? No. Because I think Link Click Link Click's the other one that's like really huge, along with Solo Leveling uh, for Manwa anyways. Uh, the, the, that was Shield Hero. Um, oh. There wasn't in in the people that I was listening to. Nobody was talking about Shield Hero. Nobody is talking about this particular uh, uh, harem in another world, and that that's the thing that when I when I mention the fact that there people are talking about it, this is on a whole nother level. We have had people begging us to talk about this this story for years it's the same so, person with different accounts <laughs> okay then then, it, then never mind nobody's talking about this show except for one person <laughs> there's, like, there's like that one guy in my comment sections on youtube that constantly says you need to you need to review uh that joker anime the the one with the the knots lupin story i don't know it's it's goofy but <laughs> there's always like these little pockets of fandoms everywhere it's like i kind of wish that i had that like i don't remember what show it was here recently but i'm like Oh, I mean, it, technically, it was summertime rendering. It's like I I want people to talk about summertime rendering, and we we've we've kind of built a few people on our Discord about it. But it's like I just feel like there should be so much more discussion around this show. Um, but I mean, that's that's again the case with the several different shows that I think it feels like nobody talks about it. But then you when you say that, everybody's like, no, man, I'm talking about it over here. We have like a ton of people over here talking about it. I'm like, well, let me come in there, <laughs> let me get in there. <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I would kind of, again, a lot of the leaks are saying possibly an announcement at Anime Expo. So if it, I, like I said, I, I think it's pretty much confirmed that it's going to happen eventually because, again, GMO Interta- Internet, I want to say entertainment, uh, GMO Internet is has basically got the domain. Um, as to when it's going to get announced, we don't know. It could be like five years from now. Maybe they're just grabbing it now. We don't know. So don't don't be upset if it doesn't show up then because, again, this is a leak. Leaks happen and stuff does not get announced for it. And then people get mad because they think it's true. So leak. It's still a leak. <laughs> uh, moving on, we have in July issue of Kodansha's monthly Shonen magazine. It was revealed that Noragami manga is currently in its final arc. I'm kind of happy about this because it feels like it's getting into something that's going to, it should be the end of it. So 
Um, that's pretty hype for me. I, I've been looking forward to, not that I want an origami to ever end. It's just one of those things where I kind of feel like wherever they feel like it should end, I'm always happy for, and I'm always excited to see what they'll possibly do next. Um, them as a team, they're sisters, by the way. Um, they're fantastic. I love their art. I love every single art they do for different, uh, manga, and I'm looking forward to this one and seeing where it kind of concludes at. But, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Crunchyroll has announced that it will be streaming Mob Psycho 100 Season 3 worldwide, excluding Asia. Uh, they have already announced that they will be doing uh, both subtitled and dub in October for the series, so all Mob Psycho fans look forward to that. Variety has reported that Viz Media has acquired Crunchyroll executive Sai Shan Song to a new position, or has assigned, not acquired, assigned them to a new position as vice president of content and animation specifically. Um, in this position, Song will lead Viz's content acquisition strategy and be uh, responsible for execution of the company's co-production strategy. So apparently getting in there with all the um, anime productions and stuff like that, I guess, because they're, specif- they're specifying animation specifically. So um, interesting, interesting. Maybe we'll get more more releases from Viz Media in the future. But um, yeah, snatching up those people from Crunchyroll. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Or either that or they're just jumping ship. <laughs> There's the other joke. They're all jumping ship right now. I mean, you had the lead of Crunchyroll's left, so um, now you have um, Song is leaving, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, I thought I was done with Netflix, but apparently Netflix has announced a, or released a trailer for Kakagurity Twin, which revealed their staff cast opening and specifically an August 4th debut. So, I, again, I think, believe that's going to be a full dump series, so look forward to that in August. I'm technically going to be looking forward to that because it's going to be main cast the one of the more interesting characters of that show. Like it's supposed to be a prequel story before this crazy derpy face girl shows up. So I've been I've been meaning to one of these days. I'll I'll watch that show. You'll suffer it. Yeah. <laughs> You'll suffer all the 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 mind bending psychological horror stuff of it. Uh, not that bad, but yeah. It's a little bit it's a little bit uh abusive in certain ways, so I know that'll be rough to get through. So I've been dying to um, watch it for a long time. It's I got just, good style. Yeah. yeah I I, I love the style. I love the 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 character art that I've seen, so and the concept is very interesting to me. The dark twinge to it, I don't know that I'm going to like, but we'll see. Yeah. I haven't been as bad as I used to be on the whole dark stuff, so there you go. I mean, he's watching Darwin game. Not Darwin game. Tomodachi. <laughs> Tomodachi game. <laughs> Same thing. No, I'm joking. Um, this kind of st- caused a little bit of a stir. Um, Line Digital Frontier has announced that Boichi will be launching a new webtoon series with Inwan Yon in the Line Manga manga app in uh, mid-2023. Now, for those who don't know who Boichi is, Boichi, if you've ever, if you ever read the Dr. Stone manga or technically watch the show. Uh, Boichi was the artist for the manga. It wasn't the writer, but it was the artist of the manga, the original manga for Dr. Stone. So it looks like following the completion of Dr. Stone, he has decided to, um, as everybody's claiming, oh my gosh, you left jump. Um, No, he went and, you know, went to line digital frontier. So he's going to be working on a new manga or project with them. Um, The new work is titled super string and is tied to the Korean company, Y Labs Super String IP. The project will include films, musicals, live action, and games. 
and the new webtoon will center on a young man's story of protecting his family and fighting alone. In the story, heroes from various dimensions come to Earth and fight a war. So, fate stay not light. Nice. <laughs> we'll see. It, the, the art they've already released for it looks really incredible. I'm assuming that's his his character design or his artwork. So, um, he's got a very unique, very very unique style to themselves. So, yeah, I I, I liked his style before, and and seeing this, it's. I'm not sure it's the same, but um, maybe it's just because of the angle. You can't really tell. The skirt tell. is, like, so telling. Yeah, the, you can't really see their face, but or his face. I'm guessing it's her. Um, but, yeah, the skirt's like, yeah, that's totally Dr. Stone. Yeah. <laughs> totally Dr. Stone. It's got so that I, very I'm, defined, almost um, flower-ish type of flower petal-looking mm-hmm. skirt look to it. So. Yeah, and I, and I really liked his artwork style. I mean, that that's the one thing out of everything that I did get, really enjoy is is that artwork style. So, yeah, I'm very interested in seeing this. Yeah. Cool stuff, though. Cool stuff. I don't know if the project's going to be that interesting. It looks like it's, say, just a big multimedia project, probably for a mobile game. Hopefully it's got a good story, but um, we'll see. We'll see with that. Moving on, the official website for Aferata from Commonplace to World's Strongest Anime has revealed more on the OVA for the property. Uh, it's going to be it's going to have a September 25th release, and they have released a visual for it, so you can check that out. Um, it is titled The Illusionary Adventure uh, and the Miraculous Encounter. In the story, after capturing the sunken ruins of uh, Melusine, Hajime is worried that resuming his journey will separate him from Mew. Uh, while looking into the seven great legends of Edison, the group has, is flung into a world with a ruined city, and Mew is nowhere to, f- to be found. While searching for her, Hajime has a miraculous encounter. So, interesting there. I think. What are we doing? <laughs> interesting there. I'll be looking forward to seeing where that kind of goes. Um, I think I finished the second season. I might have been a little bit behind. I'm not sure exactly. I think I finished it though. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious if it's going to be him running into an isekai or another isekai anyways, or maybe some, if he's going maybe another world that has isekais there too, but we'll see the, the other girl that's in the art does not look like she's from that world, but technically a lot of the characters within the world get kind of that style change. So it, it makes it a little more confusing, but we'll see. We'll see. Excited. Yeah. Always excited for more Afrata. I actually enjoy it, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on, we have Kyoto Animation has announced Sound Euphonium's coming back. <laughs> About time. Sound Euphonium is coming back. Super exciting. They actually announced two different releases for Sound Euphonium, which is crazy. Um, they announced that they're going to have a theatrical OVA to be released in 2023 based on the Ensemble Contest arc. Um, streaming, uh, screening is going to be limited to theaters across Japan and release on Blu-ray around the same time. So hopefully Crunchyroll will pick that up pretty quickly. At least maybe Crunchyroll. I'm not sure if they have some tie-ins with that already. But uh, it is technically... was announced by Crunchyroll, so that kind of leads me to believe that they have some hand in the cookie jar. Uh, But the other big announcement is that they're going to have a Season 3 that's going to be premiering in 2024, and that is going to be set in Kumiko's third year. So super hype. Super hype. I, I think I've mentioned before that, or several times, that I wasn't a huge... I wasn't huge on the first season, but the second season just, holy crap, beat the crap out of me. I loved it to death. And I'm definitely looking forward to another season of it. So, 
super hyped for this one. Super hyped. When I when I did my video announcing or talking about this announcement, I had to go in there and sneak the the pony can collection out of Chris's room. <laughs> um, super cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it was a little bit sad to know that the third season's not going to be around for another shoot. Almost it, at, at least two years, probably maybe a year and a half at, at the least. Um, but it's nice to know that we're going to get an OVA next year, at least to, I guess, hold us until then. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I'm, I, I would hope that it's in the, in the winter of 2024 so that we can get it as <laughs> soon as we can. I mean, Chris is like, Chris is like, give two, me the best yeah. case scenario. Yeah. Two, two years away is, is quite a, quite a sit and wait for it. But yeah, I, I'll take what I can get when I can get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. I, I kind of want to do a rewatch of it um, before then. Maybe maybe when the OVA comes out, I'll do a rewatch of it because um, I'm really curious to see if if I rewatch the first season, if I'll love the first season as much as I did the second season. Maybe I was in a bad mood when I watched the first season. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing I always think about because something has to be off. If I love the second, I loved the second season a lot. I mean, there was certain parts in it that were frustrating, but I love that second season. Um, it's probably because of Asuka, but. <laughs> It, it it is it does make me wonder like was I just in a, not in the mood for the first season or what? But um, it man that is it, my frustration was in the story if I remember correctly. But it it always looked visually gorgeous, so I'm looking forward to it. Super hype! It's good to know. It's good to know what um, Kyoto Animation is doing honestly because I think that was one the big question mark we had following. Shoot, Miss Kobayashi Dragon Maid was the last thing we watched. And we, we, we do know that Surinay movie is going to come out here soon, which that was probably pushed back quite a bit because that was announced a long time ago. I was like, they, they announced a movie for Surinay, I think, right after the, the TV series. And so it took them a while, and I assume that's because they had the fire and everything. Well, they also had the, the Liz and the Bluebird in there, too. But when did that That was come like, out? I think, right before the fire. Was it? Yeah. And then we went into Miss Kobash Dragon Maid's shorts. And then the full series, um, Surene. I don't think there was anything else in there, hmm. but um, yeah. And then unfortunately, they have that other project that's supposed to be in the um, the Taisho era story. But I think that they, there's people speculating that got canceled. And I hope not because that that one looks really interesting. I'm I'm always interested in like storylines around the Taisho era and stuff like that, like Taisho Tommy Fairy Tale stuff. So, anyways, that but that that booming of the industry kind of thing in Japan. So. We'll see, though. I'm I'm super hyped. Thanks so much, Coach Animation, for bringing back uh, Sound Euphonium. I hopefully we get a full adaptation of that one, along with the like you know Violet Evergarden that they did. So, yeah, they technically released the Violet Evergarden movie too. The last movie was released like early last year, so that was another one that they released. Anywho, 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 super exciting, super exciting. Moving on, we have Tomo Nori Inoue has announced that on Twitter that he has plans of launching a new manga on June 10th. Um, of course, this is the mangaka behind Capellian, for those that don't know. And the new manga is titled Matsu no Grey Goo, or Midsummer's Grey Goo. Um, it's going to be launching in Kodansha's magazine pocket app. And the genre is to be likely science fiction. He said likely science fiction. I think they're just trying to leave it up to... So it's just a mystery there. They don't want to reveal too much. But yeah, looks like a bunch of girls kind of traveling in a post-apocalyptic world. One has an axe, one has a katana, and one's doing selfies, as you do in post-apocalyptic world, and you're a god or so. <laughs> it's like, who are you going to send this selfie to? 
I'm assuming it's a post-boxing. She just, just can't let it go. It is really what it comes down to. She just can't let it go. I, I, I mean, it could be post-apocalyptic. I, I'm assuming it is. It looked like they're backpacking and walking down a deserted road. So, I've, I've always liked Capellian's art. I, I think I end up. I don't remember if I finished Capellian, but I, I didn't. I didn't watch the show. I ended up reading the manga. I think I finished it, but. Um, I don't know. They 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 seem to be stuck in post-apocalyptic. That definitely seems to be their forte because Capellian's pretty much in that kind of bracket. So, yeah, I'll be looking forward to it. It's a very unique style that he, they they have. So, we'll see. We'll He's see. definitely one that I've been wanting to uh, co- uh, dig into, and Capellian did okay. Um, I don't think I finished it though. I don't remember. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. Mother of Ghana's Dormitory, the official Twitter account for Kodansha's, or Katakawa's monthly Shonen Ace magazine, has announced the manga will be ending in its next chapter on June 24th, so about four days, according to this recording. So, yeah. Um, hopefully he gets the girls. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they're going for that. I haven't I didn't really check beyond the anime, so I'm not sure if it's going to do one of those things where he goes for one of the girls or graduates or... I don't know, they close the dorm and open up a hot spring instead, and that'll be the next series, but for fans of that series, look forward goddess, to that. Uh, uh, hot spring? Hmm? I think yeah. that's already Mother of Goddess Hot Spring, yeah. <laughs> oh, you gotta have the mother of it. Yeah, that, he's that, the mother. That makes it okay. Mother. Then yeah. it's not a, a repeat name. Yeah, exactly. The official website for the anime adaptation of Ayakashi's Triangle has revealed the anime will premiere in 2023, so I think that was one that we've talked about a couple times. I, I'm a little bit I think at the time we first heard about it, I don't think we really had any sort of date set, so it doesn't surprise me too much that it's pushed off into 2023, but definitely one that I'm looking forward to for, uh, to when that comes out. So There you go, there you go. Crunchyroll has announced that they have acquired the rights for Fruits Basket Prelude Film to shock to nobody, uh, but they did announce their release scheduling, which is U.S. and Canada on June 25th, 28th, and 29th. And they're planning on releasing it in the UK on July 20th. So look forward to that. I'm I'm hoping that it goes quickly to streaming because I don't know if this will be like stretching to a lot of theaters, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm really hyped for that prelude to finally get that side of the story that we unfortunately kind of skipped with the anime, but they said that was going to do a full adaptation. So it was only a matter of time before they did it. So I don't know that I'm ready, though. I don't know that I'm ready. You're not. I don't know that I'm ready for that story because you know it's gonna be sad. You know, you know what the ending is. <laughs> True. You know what the ending is. Um, I just hope it. My only hope is that they do it justice. Is really my hope. Yeah, they've been doing most of the rest of it justice. So yeah, I have no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, let's see here. The official website for the anime adaptation of Bastard manga has released a new key art as well as a theme song, which apparently Blessless is going to be or. TLA is going to be doing an ED for it called Blessless. So, um, of course, they announced the premiere for Bastard on Netflix will be on June 30th. So, right around the corner, we'll see. We'll see how that one turns out. I'm I'm kind of hyped for it. I, I kind of want one of those old fashioned fantasy shows to come back, and this definitely feels like it based on like the PV and stuff they released for it. So, if you're if you're a fan of the old school anime fantasies that have pretty much everything in it comedy, action, violence nudity, all that kind of stuff, That that's pretty much what Bastard's going to be, hopefully. So, or if they do it right. <laughs> so, hopefully. In a lot of ways, um, this is this is probably one of those things that I'm just going to, at some point, uh, just 
bite the bullet and start getting through a lot of this stuff because I like we were talking about before. It's like I I don't remember. I remember having watched these shows like this and 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 um, Guts's uh, story. I I remember watching them at some point, but it's it's one of those things that. I don't remember a lot of what happened in them. And it, so it, I, I just need to bite the bullet and just go through them all, all over again. Yeah, like when we did the preview, Chris was talking about, when we were talking about Bastard, he's like, they just need to do a remake of Record of Lotus Wars. I'm like, true, <laughs> true, <laughs> true. Why Bastard? Why Record, Why not Record of Lotus War? Uh, we'll see, though. We'll see, though. Konosuba has confirmed that he's going to get a third season. And not just that. Wait, there's more. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're going to be doing an anime based off of Konosuba's spinoff series, uh, an explosion on this wonderful world. So not just one, but two Konosuba anime are coming up, which is like, holy crap. <laughs> so yeah, of course, the first announcement is Konosuba Season 3. Uh, they released a new visual for it. Studio Drive will be working on it, taking over from Studio Dean. So... For all the anti-deaners out there, be excited, deaners. That sounds really weird. Um, I'm saying a lot of things that may sound inappropriate. I don't mean it, but yeah, uh, drive it's is working. One on of it. those days, Andrew. It's just one of those days, Andrew says inappropriate things without thinking. Um, but yeah, I'm super hyped for that. I we were talking, or somebody was asking questions in one of Chris's live streams, and I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> I need to go rewatch the the whole series. I haven't watched the movie technically, so. Um, I need to go watch the series again and check out the movie. Finally watch that. I know there's a lot of people who are like, holy crap, you haven't watched the movie yet? It's so great. I'm like, yes, it's Konosuba, so it's, of course it's great. But, um, yeah. But no, I uh, call me crazy, but I think the thing that has me more excited about all this stuff is the adaptation of Megumin's story, which, like, yes, Megumin... Somebody got mad at me saying that I sound like I'm saying Megumin. Megumin's... Uh, spin-off novels is super hype for me. I love her to death and I'm excited to see what that turns out to be. Yeah, and I as much as I love her and the, the idea that there we're also going to be probably getting because Union is very very tied into her. So we're going to get Union 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 um I I can't I can't wait to see um this this story and hoping that we'll get some of that as well involved in it. So, yeah, super excited about it. Yeah, the the synopsis for the spin-off manga or spin-off light novel, sorry. Um which uh, also Studio Drive will be working on adapting as well. Um one year after this certain useless goddess and neat extraordinary hit the scene, Megamin, the greatest genius genius of the Crimson Magic Clan is hard at work. Ever since a life-changing encounter in her ute, the young wizard has uh, dedicated her every waking moment to the pursuit of the ultimate offensive spell, which I bet you can't... Yes, it's sleep. She was sleep. She was working mm-hmm. on the most ultimate offensive spell, which was called sleep. No, it's explosion. <laughs> Where, well, every moment that is not spent hustling food from her self-proclaimed uh, rival, which we know who that is. And while the big sister's away, the little one will play on a r- routine trip into the woods. Megaman's sister, uh, Komeko, uh, finds a strange black kitten. Little does she know, this cat plays a huge role in unsealing a dark god's tomb. Which is probably uh, Chimusuke. You think the cat's Chomsky. Chimusuke? Did she have the Did she have the cat when she first showed up, or did she find it later? I it, it's like everywhere. In so, so yeah, I, thought, I, would I thought say, when they got the mansion, she brought the cat home. I would say, or did yeah. she have it before then? 
Maybe that, that. It's probably the same one, but then she found it or something. I don't know. I forget. Again, I need to rewatch it. I, need, <laughs> I desperately need to rewatch it. Well, it's, it's like you were saying, the, I mean, the questions that they been? were. Yeah, the questions that you, they were asking uh, on the stream, it was like. I remember I the slime thing, that? and I'm dying. I, I, I don't think remember any so. of those stuff. <laughs> I kind of remember seeing the other goddess, but yeah, was, what? Okay, yeah, sure. I don't know about this whole Isekai Isekai thing, though. That's, that was the question mark I had. So the original one was 2016, so I don't feel so bad. Um, and the other one, I think, was 2018. Yeah, that's six years ago. 2017. No, I don't feel bad at all. This has been five years, people. I don't feel bad more. I, I we've got. I thought it was. We've got, We've got five thousand shows under our so, yeah. shirt in in five years. So yeah, huh? <laughs> at least I don't know a hundred to hundred and twenty shows a year. And then, so yeah, we're we're at least five hundred shows we've watched since this show came out. I don't feel bad no more. <laughs> I don't feel bad at all. But no, I'm super pumped for that new a third season of Konosuba. They haven't re- released any sort of uh, schedule or anything. I would assume probably, hopefully early next year um it's this seems like it's very early in the announcement because all they have is key art so cool stuff i'm i'm super happy about that more konosuba full adaptation please thank you can't get can't get enough of that one so moving on we do have other news um it's a lot of news this time uh, <laughs> a lot happened in the last few weeks uh troika and demon pictures have released a promo for their original anime project shinobi no itoki um, of course, Itoki the Ninja is the English translation of it. It's going to have an October premiere. They released a new key art with it as well. And uh, Shu Watanabe, will be, uh, is, which is the episode uh, episode director for All Know Zero and Recreators, will be directing this one. So cool stuff. I, I've, I've loved a lot of Troika's work, especially with like Recreators and technically the work they did for All Know Zero and stuff. So I'm super pumped for them to get away from Idoli, uh, Idolish. Was it Idolish? Idoli, idolish, the 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 boy band one was it idolish? Um, Troika. They they got kind of caught up in boy band or boy idol stuff for like the longest time. I'm like, please come back to all this cool actiony sci-fi psychological stuff. Like I'll do a bloom into season two. Something besides idolish seven. I think it's it's probably just idolish. But yeah, idolish seven was the thing they were working on for the longest time. Um, they have like. Six, like half of their credits are freaking idolish stuff. Um, so that's that's super pumped. I'm I'm super happy about they that. Got, they got control over the license, and they're they're like they were they must have been making bank in. on that. Yeah, I think that was because I think that was original by their studio. So I mean, it doesn't surprise me that they were probably making a bank off of that. So yeah, again, I'm excited to see how this turns out. Hopefully, it's not too pretty boyish. Um, hopefully, it's got some. I think these are all dudes. They all look like pretty boy dudes. So maybe it's just idolish spy version. But we'll see. If it's got a good story and stuff, I'll I'll dump it in. I was actually planning on watching idolish just because I'm like, well, they're making a lot of this. Maybe there's something here. Um, maybe it's not just um, girl fan fodder. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but yeah, Square Enix Gun Gun Joker magazine has announced that the case study of Vanitas Manga is going on hiatus. Uh, they announced they were going to be announcing its continuation on a later date, which, like I mentioned, kind of sucks because technically the anime adapted all of the manga. Um, so, and it's a monthly release, so it's probably going to be a long time before we get new content. So, we'll see. Hopefully, they're hopefully it's nothing bad. I don't think they've really stated why it's going on hiatus. Hopefully, it's nothing horrible. But yeah, yeah. 
probably the <laughs> this broke the internet. This is probably the biggest news out of all this stuff. Uh, Yoshihiro Togashi has created a Twitter account, <laughs> and I think within a couple days got like yeah four million followers, up, didn't it? Oh my gosh, like crazy amount of followers. I mean, it's like I never knew there was this much hype around Hunter Hunter until he joined Twitter, and literally the internet blew up. Um, but yeah, on top of him joining the internet and join joining the internet, joining the Twitters, um, and getting he, he joined, insane joined the amount. internet. He he went. I, I got a, a, a modem now. <laughs> He's like, do you still have that AOL CD? <laughs> it's like, dang it, I think it's in my drawer there's, somewhere. There's AOL CDs in Japan. There you go. Okay. I got like a stack of a hundred of those things, and I think I have a lifetime supply of membership. Um, but no, it's like, he joins, gets millions of followers, and all he does is like tweet an image of like the edge of one of his panels, and it literally signifies that Hunter Hunter is continuing, and everybody blew up. And like I said, I didn't know it was that big. We had, when we used to have, like, our website for TakuSpirit.com, we used to do actually podcasts along with blog posts and reviews, written reviews, and we had somebody that actually um, was posting on our website, and they were covering Hunter 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 when it was on, anime adaptation version. What was it called? And I don't Something remember it being... Arc? Yeah, and I don't think it was that big of a thing at the time. Like, I knew Hunter Hunter was good, but I didn't, th- I didn't think it was that big. So, huge news. I, it kind of makes me want to get caught up, because <laughs> it sounds like there's a lot of hype behind it, and obviously there's a reason for that. But um, in, in, in terms of things that, that people ask us, uh, Hunter Hunter was one that got, got uh, quite a few requests, but it, it, it's one of those that uh, you hear more people asking, when are you going to watch One Piece yeah. before, and, and it's like, you know that we're not going to cover One Piece. I, and not that we're opposed to One Piece. It's you're talking about a thousand episode show. Uh, now, Hunter Hunter is a little bit easier to swallow, but let us get through the fairy tale first. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think if I get caught up on Mushoko, I might burn through the manga for One Piece. But yeah, it's that's a that's a huge investment. <laughs> I don't even think you can find the first volumes of One Piece anymore. I think most of the pirate sites are like, nobody clicks on that no more. They're t- they're too busy with the new stuff. Um, but yeah, that's super hype. I'm I'm glad to see that the um, at least him coming back has caused a lot of interest. I mean, that's you got to know this person feels like they're on top of the world right now. Like you just come out there and everybody just flips out. You know that person's like, crap. I hope I don't screw this up. <laughs> I hope that's not putting some really bad stress upon them. But yeah, even later on, um, Rikajimia joined Twitter, like, right after him, too. So it's like, all these all these people that never had Twitter accounts suddenly joined Twitter. Yeah, they had a... Rikajimia uh, jumped on Twitter. Some One of her friends at a party showed her how to get on there, and she made an account, and it was, like, right at her birthday. So, um, I, of course, I tweeted out, like, happy birthday, love your work kind of stuff. Um, hopefully, she got somebody to translate it. But it was it was cute um, seeing her finally on there, too. So it seems like a lot, of, a lot of people are going, oh, yeah, there's this Twitter thing. We should probably get on it. Might it might do something good, but yeah, super hype for that. Uh, happy for all the Hunter Hunter fans out there. Again, maybe technically, hopefully, eventually, I'll I'll jump in on that. I don't think it's that long so far, if I remember correctly. We'll see. Oh, this is crazy. <laughs> I don't know if Chris has watched this yet. This is crazy. So we we have a release trailer and everything for this series coming up, which is I've somehow gotten stronger when I improved my farm related skills. Uh, PB was released for it, announcing an October premiere for it. 
In the story, a young man named Al Wine. There it is. <laughs> There's the scene, the PV. Did you catch it? Yeah, I, um, I I I didn't know that he got OP from doing the farming stuff, but I do know that he uh, either that or he's got some OP carrots. <laughs> it was either that or there was another. There's another sh- uh, show that's supposed to or story that's supposed to be involved with a farmer. So yeah, we did have the one that um, I think is coming next season, which is no, that was the next, next, next. I think it's October actually. The um, accidentally kill the hero and then he becomes the hero thing. Yeah, he like accidentally kills a hero and then no, buries a hero and then becomes a hero the next morning. Yeah, there there was another one where there's literally I I got isekai and decided to become a farmer type. Oh, I and I don't know if it was this one. I don't remember the name of the other one, but yeah, there's there's a farmer one that I was excited about coming up soon. Yeah, I don't think this one's an isekai. It just says that he's a farmer and he's maxed out all of his farm related skills and become the king of farmers. He finally accomplishes precisely that and lives as a best farmer ever known. Um, however, the day that he mastered these farms-related skills, his life took a completely different direction from farming. Which, again, it shows a dragon fly by, and he chucks a carrot and kills it. So, <laughs> I just got like the most, most. Can you sell Andrew on at least wanting to check out a series? Have him throw a carrot at a dragon. Hopefully, there's more to it than just that laugh that I got out of that. Um, is it a carrot, or it could be? It could be like a potato. It looks like a carrot, though. It goes so dang fast. It's so fast, but it looks goofy. Again, hopefully there's there's more to it than just killing dragons with carrots, and it's got some funniness to it, but <laughs> it literally explodes. Like, it, it's not just he kills it, it, it explodes. Uh, anyways, we'll, we'll see how that turns out, but... Um... You yeah. know it's got to be at least amusing if Andrew is getting tickled by it this much. I've watched it like five <laughs> times. But yeah, I've somehow grown, uh, gotten stronger when I improve my farm-related skills is the title. I'm not sure what they'll call it over here, but there you go. Being done by Studio A-Cat. So, there you go. There you go. Moving on, moving on, we have Anime Boston. They had an announcement from Discotech's revealing that they are doing the Blu-ray releases of... Planet With, Lupin the Third, Dead or Alive, Aho Girl, Symphogear, AXZ, Flying Phantom Ship, and Virtua Fighter. I think a lot of people that ex- are really excited about the fact they're doing a physical release of Symphogear AXZ, but I was super hyped to see that they were they're releasing Planet With. That deserves it. That definitely deserves it. Um, and technically, we have next season, uh, the writer of Planet With is getting an adaptation of their other work, which is the Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, but... I highly suggest people pick up Planet With if you have not already. It's it's super good. It's such a good show. But yeah. Armed Girls Machiavelli... Let's <laughs> say this damn name again. Ma- Machiavelliism is, uh, manga is ending in June. So if you have been reading that manga, look forward to the end of that one. Um, yeah. I guess we should talk about this now. Uh, so at some point, we had a Twitter account open up for a... Six million bounty was the handle, and it had a wanted poster on the title. It said that it was going to have an announcement on six seventeen. Obviously, everybody's like, "Oh, that's cool." Um, apparently, Trigun's coming back. But the thing that solidified it was that they had pretty much like the editor for Trigun and um, the official Twitter account for the manga that actually, or the mag- magazine that actually had the manga in it. They were all following and retweeting it. So, kind of like, yeah, that's obviously going to be an official Twitter account, and then. At the same time, we had Orange was doing a countdown for an announcement. Studio Orange is known for doing B-Stars and Land Illustrious. 
And then so happens they were actually the same announcement. <laughs> so Orange comes out of nowhere and says, oh, yeah, by the way, we're doing Trigun. We're going to do an official original 3D CG Trigun series or the project. I don't think they've announced that it's going to be a series. But, yeah, that was that was huge news. I'm I'm pretty blown away. I mean, I was kind of hoping that or, uh, Orange was going to move on to Land of Lustrous second season when they finished Beastars. But... Yeah, apparently it's it's full full steam ahead for for a Trigun um, project of some sort. So I don't know. Are you how are you feeling on this one, Chris? I think I've stated a couple times my thoughts on it on videos and stuff. I was curious what your thoughts are on on Orange, the return of Trigun, or the idea that Orange is doing it. There was aspects of how do how do I put this? There's aspects of Orange's um, stuff that I do think are good. Um, but it's not top tier. It's, it's one of those that I, I kind of wish that it, they just did a traditional animation on Trigun. I think it, it's, it's one of those that, yeah, I guess I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're getting Trigun back. So don't get me wrong. Um, I just would rather it not be 3d or CG. Um, I'm, I've never been, well, I've always been in kind of, yeah, I'm fine with CG, but at the same time, I want it to be... I mean, you were bringing up uh, Babuki Baronki at, at one point. It's like, yeah, I, I would much rather it be done by that company. But when it comes down to it, I'll take what I can get. I just hope that they... Think of it this way. Um, a, a few seasons ago, we got... Um, Berserk done. <laughs> gosh, re- you gotta bring return, up Berserk. Return. Okay. So, oh my gosh, Chris, you're going, if, if, you're going for the, the, the touchy spot for the CGI. I, I, people. That, and, and that's my point is, is I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very leery about, and, and, and yeah, I know Orange can do good stuff, but at the same time, if anything goes wrong, this is a very, very beloved um, franchise. And so, they're either going to be stuck in this position of um, either uh, killing themselves trying to give this the the justice it's due, or um, we're going to get something not that great. So yeah, I'm 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 ambivalent. I I I'm glad we're getting Trigun back. I, I also know that it's a very very beloved uh, property, and I hope for the best in this situation. Really do. Yeah, the way that I put it, and I, I kind of questioned a couple people on this already, and I got mixed answers on it, but it was it was kind of funny because when it was first announced, of course, everybody was super excited. Everybody's like, holy crap, Trigun's coming back. My, I love Trigun. I, I'm so happy it's coming back. Everybody was super hype about it. And I'm like, the entire time I'm thinking to myself, do they know that it's going to be CGI? Like, I, yes, Orange's post says it's going to be an original 3D CG project. Now, it tells me that I don't think they're going to be actually doing the manga. There were some people saying that it's probably going to be a Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood treatment where they, they correct the... Because the anime did an original. The original Trigun kind of did an anime original. So there was a thought that they might do Brotherhood and just readapt the whole thing. And I'm like, I don't think that's the case because it says original. And that's typically, when they say original, that means it's not based on a source material. Now, the, the, the thing I was kind of... I don't see anybody saying, eh, it's going to be 3D CG, but that's fine. It's orange. Because I think people connect that they know what B Stars is, they they might know what Lanolestris is, but they know what B Stars is, they know what Trigun is, but they don't know that B Stars is tri- is orange and Trigun is going to be orange. So it, it I I'm re- they're supposed to have something coming with Anime Expo. I think they're supposed to be at Crunchyroll's panels because Crunchyroll already announced they have it. 
Um, I'll be very curious if they end up releasing some sort of a trailer or teaser. The moment they possibly see a character animated in CGI, I'll be very curious to see how people react to that. Because, again, I don't think people are connecting. This is going to be CGI, full CGI. And I, th- and I think that's going to cause a stir. <laughs> I really do. I don't see people seeing, you know, CGI. Because even Orange themselves admit they're not good at human movement. That's th- That's been their biggest challenge. And I give them a huge amount of credit for basically stating that when they were counting down to to doing a trigun. Like, you're, they're doing a countdown. They're like, human motion has been our biggest uh, challenge. And then they say, trigun's coming. <laughs> It's like you, it does beg a huge question mark there. Um, but no, I, I was I was a little bit miffed when they specifically said this is being done by the um, the leading uh, studio for CGI, and I'm like, what, <laughs> what? <laughs> like it, Polygon Pictures? At least um, I would think that would probably be the biggest studio. I mean, you can probably argue you don't like some of the art style chosen for Nice Sidonia stuff. Just as some people might argue with this art style of Land of Lustrous, they're both CGI studios. It just depends on what kind of art style they use. Do they do hyper-realistic? Do they do cartoonishy? Do they do animal people? Do they do cel-shaded like with Sanzigan did with Bimbunky? I think it's Sanzigan first, Bimbunky Bogonky. Um, then there's the studio that did the Nighthead 2045, whatever it was, 41. Um, they choose their art style, but it's how they what they do with it. And I, I'm sorry, Polygon Pictures has been doing stuff for the biggest corporations out there. They did like, uh, they did stuff for Western companies. Polygon Pictures is huge. Orange that did B Stars and Land of Lustrous. No, you're not the leading. You're not the leading CGI studio in Japan. I'm sorry. Not to take away from them. I love Orange. I, I think Land of Lustrous is amazing. Land of Lustrous was proof that Orange could put so much passion to a project. They. Remember, remember, they took a year just making the assets for that project, um, which makes me wonder why they don't do a second season. And B-Star was great. They did great with B-Stars. But I don't think there's a premier studio out there. There's 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 plenty of studios that have done a lot more work and a lot more interesting things with animation. And again, not to say that Orange wasn't. Just, anyways. That aside, that aside, I'm excited for it. Again, I'm just waiting to see what the fandom reacts to it being full CGI. That, again, yes, the announcement says 3D CG, but I don't think there's there I don't people I don't think people are connecting it. <laughs> I don't think they will until they see a hopefully not a Seven Deadly Sins movie looking CGI trailer for it. Hopefully something really cool. Because again, it, it also comes down to like how much time they're given. It's how much budget's given to them, how much how much time they can work on perfecting the animation. That's gonna be the telling thing. I mean Anybody can make an amazing project if they're given enough time and money and talent. And they, maybe that's all they need. Which, Trigun and I would hope that they'd be given a lot of time. And they're not just banking on some quick money. But you never know sometimes. Never know. Ho- hopefully it's already all done. They've been working on it for the last five years. So. <laughs> and they can keep it under wraps this yeah. whole time. Oh, uh, there you go. There you go. Uh, let's see here. Science Saru has announced their next plans with Naoko Yamada. I, I think it was a question mark after Hike's story ended. For those who don't know, Naoko Yamada, really great director that's worked on a lot of projects with Kyoto Animation. Unfortunately, she left Kyoto Animation and went to Science Saru and did a project with them, which was Hike's story. And the question mark was after that, well, is she going to stay at Science Saru? Is she just going to jump around in different studios? Well, apparently, yeah, she's already working on another project with Science Saru, so she's still she's still staying there for a little bit longer. Uh, this is an original work with the company. It's called Garden of Remembrance. 
according to Science Sauter's co-founder and producer, uh, she brought up the idea of making a short film centered on a music to Naoko Yamada. Yamada described the theme of the anime as someone is thinking of someone, where's the heart's destination? Uh, both the co-founder and or co-founder Choi uh, and Yamada came up with the keywords and concepts for the project, compiling it into a single poem. Um, with Yamada producing the film and lovely Summerchan composing the music off of the poem, uh, in the announcement, Yamada described lovely Summerchan as an invincible girl. Here's where it gets weird. Yamada has also know that she requests a character designer uh, Mizu Sawa and described the characters as feeling like real living girls. Almost so real that you can feel like you can smell the drool from their napping, uh, from them napping, and sink into their cuteness. It's <laughs> a very weird way of describing it. Uh, I just, you know, you <laughs> okay, the mysterious girlfriend X <laughs> stuff going hey, on. Here. Uh, hey, smell hey. that drool. It's good. It's a good show. <laughs> it's a good show. Just because you didn't like it didn't mean it was bad. I just immediately thought you were going to say, no, it's a good smell. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It depends on what they ate. Yamada Yamada requested that Mizuzawa draw the characters in a chubby way. So, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a film. So, looking forward to that. We'll we'll see how it actually releases. But, uh, yeah, it's a short anime film. Or at least the, the idea was a short anime film. So, we'll see. We'll see. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. Um, Naoko, anything more from Yaka Yamada? Um, she's about the only way that I can watch Science Saro and really love it because I loved Hike Story and I thought that Science Saro did an amazing job on that project. So, and our last bit of news we're going to get into is Crunchyroll has announced that the beast tamer who was exiled from his party meets a cat girl from the strongest race is getting an anime adaptation. Um, and I love this idea because cat girls. We don't get enough cat girls and a show that looks like it's going to be centered on at least one very particular cat girl. I'm, I'm super pumped, uh, pumped for. So, uh, this is announced by Crunchyroll actually. So it looks like they're already pretty much locked into this. They will be streaming it under the title of beast tamer. Um, it'll be premiering in October and, uh, yeah, this is being done by studio EMT squared. The stories follows a beast tamer, Ryan, who is banished from the hero's party, and because he can only use animals, he became an uh, he becomes he becomes an adventurer and meets a cat girl who is also part of the strongest race. So, basically, gets banished from the hero's party and then opens up a apothecary in a random wor- no, it's wrong one. <laughs> I think it's funny because it, it seems like it's one of those things where he's a beast tamer and everybody thinks he's useless because he has like birds and and wolves or something. But then he literally, it seems like he's going to be taming a cat girl and then possibly Look, a dragon. Dragon girl. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks like there's a spell effect around her. So I'm guessing he's going to quote unquote tame her. So, And she's super cute. And we need more shows like this. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we definitely do. I mean, we we love the, the, the animal ears. So yeah, bring them on. It's one of those puzzling things that always happens. Like, yeah, we do get some side characters that are cat girls and stuff but it's like you would think like what is one thing that japan has given us that no other country has hello you said that too but what else <laughs> cat girls well technically animal or, or animal hair eared girls is really the main thing there but they gave us you know different animal mimi and it, it seems like it's odd that we don't get enough of it like yeah we had dog days we had cat planet cuties but like we need more 
<laughs> we need more. This is the this is the thing that makes Japan amazing. And Japan we don't get will of it. soon give us Roxanne. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Whole show of it. And there more than just her that's animal eared. Yes, but there you're not going to see him. Oh, bummer, bummer. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, but that's it. That's oh yeah. Also, Shar Asimov is doing commercials for McDonald's. Um, and he's discovered a new type <laughs> bugger, a triple cheese bugger, and a spicy double cheese bugger. Um, I, I got a huge kick out of that. It's like, it does a little, like, new type thing, and he's like, I discovered a new type bugger. I'm like, holy crap, Char, this is interesting. You've given up raging war upon the earth just for burgers. Maybe burgers brings peace upon the world. Exactly. The universe. That's the message. It brings peace to the universe. The next the next Gundam Origins will be this kind of like where they break the entire timeline and just have him find peace in the, the McDonald's era. And yeah, the burger. Yeah, they'll become the <laughs> they'll become the burger era. Um McDonald's uh, uh yeah, anyways. Uh, that's funny. Anyways, um we don't have enough time for questions. We've run no, like so we much news end raid to do. And we also have yeah, Minecraft stream coming up here in a minute, but um yeah, the the, the fact that we're running along. There's a lot of news this week. Um hopefully we'll have our reviews for or not our reviews. Well, yeah, we're having reviews next week. Yes, reviews will start next week. So our spring 2021, our 2022 uh, reviews will begin next week. We'll have probably two weeks of it. And then we'll come back for another discussion. I'll maybe just do a mailbag just because I, I feel bad that we... Whenever we don't do questions on a, on a discussion, I feel really bad. But we're, again, we're there's a lot of news in the last three weeks. So I want to make sure everybody was caught up to date. Um, I, like I said, I do my videos on YouTube, but I want to make sure that our podcast is up to date too. So that the folks that... Are driving them long trips on the roads. Get the get the info. But as usual, yes, we're at TakuSpirit.com. It's where you can find all of our links, our social media links, and find our Discord there as well. So you can join and talk to us there. Um, again, we do technically watch-alongs. Ida does a lot of watch-alongs with people as well as we'd have Minecraft chat there. Like I said earlier, if you you know get in with people and talk, and you can join our Minecraft servers eventually too. Has some game discussion in there, anime discussion. Uh, channels for each of the main shows of the season so you can talk to other people about them and yeah hit us up over there and, and talk talk anime if you love anime it's pretty much the place to be if you don't like anime don't bother <laughs> but anyways uh we hope you guys enjoyed this episode as always we thank everybody that supports us through telling other people about us and additionally those that support us through patreon so our super thanks button on youtube or our tips link in our description or on the otakuspirit.com website we also have a merch site shop.otakuspirit.com but uh, we thank you all for listening. We hope you all enjoyed. And y'all take care. Os. Good morning, what?